Good morning. I was telling, I just whispered to Pastor Colleen, between the, her prayer and then this last worship song, I was just like in the zone. Like I feel like God met me. I was like, oh yes, I have to get up there now. Okay. <laughs> so you'll have to excuse me. Like I've got the Holy Spirit glow happening right now. Um, but I'm going to be reading from 1 Corinthians chapter 2, um, verses 1 through 12. When I came to you, brothers and sisters, I did not come proclaiming the mystery of God to you in lofty words or wisdom. For I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I came to you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling, My speech and my proclamation were not with plausible words of wisdom, but with a demonstration of the spirit and of power, so that your faith might rest not on human wisdom, but on the power of God. Yet among the mature, we do speak wisdom, though it is not a wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age who are doomed to perish, but we speak God's wisdom, secret and hidden, which God decreed before the ages of our glory. None of the rulers of this age understood this, for if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, what no eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor the human heart conceived, for what God has prepared for those who love him. These things God has revealed to us through the Spirit, for the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. For what human beings know what is truly human except the human spirit that is within, so also no one comprehends what is truly God's except the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit that is from God, so that we may understand the gifts bestowed on us by God. Would you pray with me? Jesus, we are so inspired by you, God. We are in awe of you. May your name be exalted in the highest of heavens. God, may we surrender to you. Thank you for your word. Lord, may it transcend any human knowledge that we have. Lord, speak to our hearts. Holy Spirit, may your anointing be on this place. In Jesus' name, amen. So I love this passage, and I'm excited to teach about it today. And if there's something that you could take away, like a, a big idea, it would be that God has given us gifts. He has given us his spirit to help us understand those gifts and to help us in our life of faith so that we can, in humility, we can boldly go out to change the world and transform it in his name. Again, I love this passage because Paul, as we're reading, he comes to uh, this group of people, the Corinthians, in such absolute humility. Here is a man of stature. Here is a man of uh, knowledge and of education. Yet he comes in so much humility because he recognized that in all he knew, he was knocked down to his feet once he understood and learned about Jesus Christ. He realized what was most important, the one thing that he could not live without. If he knew nothing else, it would be to know the life, the death, 
and the resurrection of our Lord. Paul shared that if anything about him seemed amazing, if he was this great orator and people all of a sudden said, hey, I want to follow Paul or I want to follow this person or that person, he said, you know what? It's not me. There's nothing about me that could produce this. This is all due to the Holy Spirit and God's power. And Paul wanted everyone there to know, and he wants us to know that you have access to this power, to this spirit. He needed people to know that your faith cannot rest on a single person, a single teaching, but the wholeness and completeness of Jesus Christ. Our faith will run out and our tank will run low if we try to rest on our own knowledge or our own wisdom. These are things that we cannot learn from our thoughts or from reading, but we can learn from surrender and the power of God's spirit that lives in us. That is what is lasting. That is what will last forever. God's power and wisdom is a gift to us. So my first point today is your life of faith is completely a response to God's power. We would be fools to think that we could do this life alone without Jesus. When we are at our best, it is because we are the most us. You are the most you. And that is when God's spirit is functioning and living and shining through you. 1 Corinthians 2.1.2 says, When I came to you, brothers and sisters, I did not come proclaiming the mystery of God to you in lofty words or wisdom, for I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. Church, we can read all of the books in the world. We can attend seminary. We can go to like the beautiful retreat that happened yesterday. We can go to a thousand of those. But according to Paul, none of these will provide us the foundation of our faith. Truly, our faith and all who we are and all who we claim to be as a church has nothing to do with us and everything to do with Jesus. It's God's power in us, working through us to transform our lives and then to go out and make disciples and to change the world. God's wisdom is also not fly by night. Having godly wisdom means that we are to be in a posture of absolute humility and in a posture of receipt. God's wisdom is life-giving and it is transforming. And you will want to sign up for a lifetime. When I first uh, came on staff at Light and Life, I uh, was working in radio. I worked in radio for about 12 years. I was an on-air personality. I grew up in the church, and uh, two of my siblings uh, work in ministry. And so I volunteered, and, and I knew that um, I would always serve, but I thought, there is no way I am working in a church. I love my job. It was cool. And uh, my pastor, Pastor Larry, said, you know, we want you, and, you know, want you to come work here. And they told me how much I would make. And I was like, I was not like Paul. I was totally boasting. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I don't know. How do you people live? Like, no. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> and, uh, but God did something to me. And I went home and I prayed. And uh, I, I remember telling my parents about it. And they said, well, my... My dad said, if somebody's asking you to work in a church, because in my 20s, I gave my parents a run for their money. He was like, it must be God, so you should go. (laughs) 
And I will say the power of the Holy Spirit absolutely and completely transformed my life. There's absolutely nothing like the power of Jesus and the witness that absolutely comes from that. And so I gave a little bit more than a year because I've been there for eight years now, and I will sign on for the rest of my life, anything to serve Jesus. And what power we have that someone as simple as us with just two hands and two feet, if we're lucky, can bring the good news of Jesus into the world. 1 Corinthians 2, 8 says, None of the rulers of this age understood this, for if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. I have a very close, dear friend. We've, we've been best friends since we were little girls. And uh, she is not a believer, yet I know that she watches me, and most of what she's learning about Christ is coming from my life. And she asked me, why this faith? Um, compared to any other. And I wanted to describe it in something in a way that she could understand. And I, and I said to her, in the most simplest of terms, what other faith would a God come in and treat the addict with the same exact love that he would treat the scholar, that he would treat the broken and the marginalized and those who are divided with the same passion and love and grace as kings and rulers? That is the kind of faith that I would want to follow. And that is what we need to share with others. That is the kind of faith that Paul is talking about. And that comes from the power of the Holy Spirit. We receive the Spirit when we become humble, when we submit to God, and put ourselves in a posture of surrender. When we watch Him work through our own lives, so that we would not hide, but we would show this transformation and the way that we live day to day. Because your life will say so much more about Jesus than anything you could absolutely ever say about him. If you want to grow more, you have to be willing to be stretched, to go deeper. There was this cartoon when I was really, really little. It was called Plastic Man. And they would stretch the character. I mean, he would just be completely stretched, and then he would go back to size. And I think about that sometimes because being stretched is painful. It's uncomfortable when I feel God, when we feel God asking us to step outside of ourselves. When Pastor Colleen says, hey, could you serve in this area? It's like, oh, I don't know. And it's probably not because we don't want to. It's because we think we're not capable that we're not leaders, that maybe we're not called, that our bodies will not be able to stretch that far. Well, in that cartoon, Plastic Man, he always went back to his normal size. And it is in the power of the Holy Spirit, in God's Spirit, that we're able to do these things beyond what we could have imagined for ourselves. Because this is what God is calling us to do. 1 Corinthians 2, 8 says, These things God has revealed to us through the Spirit. For the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. When I read that, I become so overcome. Because who is this God that would love us so much? That he would leave his Spirit for us. The same Spirit that knows him so intimately. That would search in the depths of who he is. This giving and generous God that would say, I leave that for you and for you and for me to go out and be salt and light in the world. Why would we ever play small? Why wouldn't we want to submit and ask for that kind of spirit so we could go out humbly yet boldly 
to speak with our lives the power of Jesus Christ and the transformation that takes place. Because when your faith tank is low and life seems to not be going in the direction or there are struggles, take heart and know that Jesus has overcome the world and the same spirit that has overcome the world lives in each of you that can fill your tank to overflow. So what is Paul saying to us? Share our stories. Paul regularly, when you read through the letters, was constantly starting out his stories. He reminds me of like someone's grandpa that's like, remember that time? That's Paul. And I'm sure the disciples were like, again, but yes, again. (laughs) Again and again and again and again and again. Until everyone would know the heart and the love which we have access to. So that the Spirit of God would fill this place and to go out. So I challenge you, church, what is God calling you to? Because God is bigger than our context. He's bigger than Santa Barbara or Long Beach. He's bigger than the divides of race and politics that have been so relevant and so talked about in our country. He's bigger than all of these things because the spirit that intimately knows the breath of God, we have access to that. And that, my friends, will change the world. Amen. God gives us gifts and his spirit to understand his gifts. He gives us the gifts, and then he gives us the spirit so that we can understand these gifts, so that we're not just out there blind, so that we would go into the world and make disciples. 1 Corinthians 2.12 says, Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit that is from God, so that we may understand the gifts bestowed on us by God. Pray, 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 and pray without ceasing. There is no knowledge that you need that separates from what I do or Pastor Colleen does or who you are or what you do or what even Paul did. Jesus left his spirit for us so that we would leave a mark on the world as he has left a mark in our lives. Share your story. If you have nothing else, share your story because that is so wealthy to know what Jesus has done in your life. There is no humbling, more humbling experience than to share and then see another life transformed. If your faith tank is low, remember the things that God has done for you and submit yourselves to him and know that the power of the Holy Spirit can come and fill you no matter what your situation, because joy is not based on circumstance, church. It is based by the position of your heart. And you will not have to look far to come and see what God has done, to see what he has done in our lives. And so at this time, church, we are going to prepare our hearts to come forward for communion so that we can celebrate in the love of Jesus, the faith that we are called to, and the spirit that lives within us.